0: What's up, Career Girl Nation? This is episode 22 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. In today's episode, we're diving deep into how to create your 2018 career strategy. So if you're tired of the same old cookie cutter career advice that really isn't helping you move up the corporate ladder, and you could use help with figuring out how to strategically plan your career for 2018, then this one's for you. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high-achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact, and thrive at work and life. And now, here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. We are talking about how to create your 2018 career strategy. It is December 3rd, 2017, and we are so close to the end of another year. Now, I don't know about you, but there there has been so much that I've been able to accomplish in 2017, you know, in my career and in my business, and I owe it all to taking the time in last time this year, so at the end of 2016, to sitting down and creating a career strategy. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down my 10 steps. I'm going to tell you step-by-step what I did and what I coach my clients to do to set their career up for success. Now, you can set a career strategy whenever. There's no set time that you need to do it. But I thought, With the end of the year coming, with 2018 being just around the corner, there's no better time than now to actually sit down and be intentional about what you want to happen in the next 12 months. So this one is a good one. I want you to, you know, pause real quick, get a pen, get some paper if you need to. Um, I also have some worksheets that will go along with this episode to really help you plug and play. Um, So there's gonna be just a lot of information that I'm gonna share for you, uh, share with you. And so I want you to take some time, get a pen and a paper, take some notes, and really just, you know, allow yourself to be in a space of, just accepting just all of this information that I'm about to share. Like I'm, I'm I'm like bursting at the seams right now and I'm so excited to just walk you through my process. So I've talked about the many different transitions that I've had in my career over the years. So in episode one, I talked to you all about how I went from being laid off and lost and dazed and confused to where I am now um, in my career, you know, being the senior most, you know, Black woman, a Black person at my company um, and really just thriving in my career and really tapping into my purpose and just feeling like I'm on top of the world right now. You know, I really feel like my career has taken a turn. It's very positive. I feel like I'm tapping into my strengths, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it wasn't always that way. So I had to obviously do something to go from where I was when I was laid off back in 2011 and not knowing what my purpose was and, you know, what I wanted to do with my career to now. I also, you know, in episode nine, talked about how I even made the switch into, I was in operations when I first started in my career into human resources where I have where I am now. I talked about, you know, the process of switching. So, I've done a few things in my career where I had to be strategic and I had to think about how was I going to make my next step. I think it was it wasn't as apparent as it was when I was laid off and, you know, I was laid off for more than a year and spent most of that time feeling sorry for myself, feeling depressed, feeling like what am I supposed to to do with my career? What am I supposed to do with my life? And it wasn't until I had an aha moment and really sat down and became strategic is when things change. I ended up going from watching Netflix all day to finding my dream job within, you know, a month basically after really ironing out my strategy. And even, you know, when I transitioned uh, from one industry into human resources, I wasn't necessarily strategic. I'm um, I kind of like, in the right place at the right time um thankfully things worked out but I see now how if I was to be more strategic during that time how maybe my transition wouldn't have been so you know as painful as it was like yes I did enjoy human resources but I've talked you know at length you can go back to check out episode one or episode nine I've talked at length about what that experience was like for me being in that um you know, in that environment. And I think a lot of things could have went a little bit more smoothly had I been strategic. So I want to make sure that as you think about what your next step is going to be in 2018, whether you're in a toxic work environment, I spoke about that in episode 21, or if you're, you know, ready just for the next step in your career, you want to get promoted. You want to, you know, there's just so many things. Maybe you want to build a mentor relationship with someone who you admire. And so you really want to to hone in on how you can go about doing that. Maybe you want to transition to a career where you're able to actually do things that you want to do. You're working on projects, you have assignments that are really aligned with your strengths. Maybe you want to get a raise, you know, you want to make twenty five thousand, thirty thousand dollars more by the end of twenty eighteen. No matter what it is you want to do, the key to getting these things done is to set up a career strategy. So that's what I'm going to go through with you today. So some ground rules, just to help make when you do sit down to actually create your strategy, just to help make the process run smoothly. I would suggest that. You you know block out some the the right amount of time to do this. So I'm gonna be upfront with you and let you know that this is not a 20 minute exercise. This is not gonna take you you know oh yeah 30 minutes 45 minutes. All right cool got my got my strategy. I'm all good. No, I want you to block off like four hours you know maybe five hours really find some time where you can be by yourself, you can be free of distractions, where you can really, you know, spend the time to think about your career, think about your goals, think about where you're headed, and get it done. So it's also helpful for you to not only set up that time and, you know, be alone and be distraction-free, but when you actually sit down to, you know, think about this whole process... I don't want you to get overwhelmed thinking about, okay, how am I going to make a whole strategy for 12 months, you know, for all of 2018? That seems kind of daunting. Like, what if things change? What if I, you know, probably all these questions that are going through your mind, if planning for 12 months, if planning for all of 2018 is seeming overwhelming for you, then maybe you can focus on just the first half of the year, right? Just from January to June, think about what do you want to accomplish? And then you can then for the second half of the year, do the same exercise again. But I don't want you know, feeling overwhelmed to be to hinder you in this process. I don't want you to feel like, oh, this is too much, so I'm just not gonna do it. Because I'm telling you, it's better to have a strategy for half the year than to have no strategy at all. So I really encourage you to not just listen to an episode this episode. This is not an episode just to listen. I want you to listen, but then I also want you to act. I also want you to do something with this information that I'm providing. All right, so I'm going to walk you through my 10 steps to creating your career strategy for 2018. So step one. In step one, I want you to think about this idea of an overwhelmingly successful career over the next 12 months. And the words that I'm using are purposeful, like it's intentional that I'm using the word overwhelmingly successful, because I don't want you to play it small when you're choosing your goals. I don't want you to say things like, "Oh, it would be great if I could just, you know, get a raise," or "It would be great if I was able to get a new job." I want you to really sit down and think about what would an overwhelmingly successful year look like. If I got everything that I wanted in my career, if someone waved a magic wand and, you know, they 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 told they asked me, "What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? These are the things that I would want to accomplish. I want you to think big as you go through this exercise. So really, you know, take the time to think about what is it that you would like to achieve in your career if you knew you couldn't fail. What does that overwhelmingly successful year, you know, look like in your career? Now, once you've done that, it's time to move on to step two. And in step two, it's about aligning those aspirations that you've come up with in step one, aligning them with your actual strengths. So a career that's grounded in in your strengths, you know, a career that's rooted in things that you do well and that allows you to showcase your unique expertise is critical to success. Think about, you know, anyone that you can imagine who just feels like they are just winning know, hashtag winning in their career, there's, pro- it's probably because you, you, you've noticed this feeling of like effortlessness about them, like everything they do, it just seems to just come to them and they feel, they seem comfortable in their skin. You know, nine times out of 10, this person is operating in their strengths. It is extremely difficult to, to, to be really, do be doing really well in your career and not, be working in your strengths. It's hard to muster up the motivation, the energy, you know, the effort to make time for something if it's like, feels like a task. If it feels like, you know, at your core, it's just not working out for you. It just doesn't come easy. So, while you, while, I'm, while you have made all these goals, you've sat down and you thought about what an overwhelmingly successful career looks like, you also want to you know, have them grounded into things that you do well, into things that are part of your strengths. So some questions that you can ask yourself to think about what your strengths are and to help identify your strengths. You can ask yourself, you know, what topics am I the go-to person for? So when people need advice, you know what topics am i giving advice about? What do people come to me for? What things do you enjoy learning about? Things that no one has to force you to read articles about it or read books about it or watch documentaries about it or whatever because you really you just really are interested. What are those topics? What things do you enjoy learning? Where do you receive the most praise whether it's from friends, from family, from your boss, from coworkers, people you work with, what are some things that people are constantly telling you that you really do this well? You can also look at some assessments. There's so many assessments out there. One of you know my favorites is Gallup Strengths Finder. And I'll link to that in the show notes. But you know, this is a tool that helps you narrow down really, you know, precisely what your strengths are and what you're good at. And gives you this whole you know write up about your top five strengths and and how you can use them in your career like it's just amazing, I'm obsessed with it, so you know you can do those assessments there's also um you know, MBTI, there's disc profiles, there's so many things that you can do. Um, So, you know, you you can look at past reviews, you can talk to old co-workers that you've worked with, former bosses, really try to hone in on, you know, what your strengths are, what you do really well, and what your unique expertise is. Once you do that, you'll start to see a pattern. So I want you to, on one side, like get out a sheet of paper, and on one side, I want you to write down, okay, these are my goals. So on the left side, write you know, all of the things that encompass your overwhelmingly successful career. Write those things down. And then on the right side of the paper, write down all of the things that are your strengths. And then I want you to see where's the overlap. Where are places where your strength would really help you accomplish this goal? And this is gonna really help you narrow down to what you should really be focused on in the next 12 months. So take the time to do step one, which is to, Write down all of the things that you would accomplish if I waved the magic wand and told you you would not fail in your career. You'll, you'll be able to have these things within the next 12 months. Write them down. Then write down all of your strengths, and i let you know some ways in which you can figure out what those strengths are. And then say, take some time to, to compare those lists and see which of these goals would the strengths that you have really help you in achieving them, will really help you on that journey for step 3 i want you to think about what your non-negotiables are when it comes to going after your goals think about the things that you're not willing to do or not willing to experience or not willing to you know be a part of in order to get to your overwhelmingly successful career so it's not okay you know just because you have something as your goal so let's say your goal is to make $25,000 more a year by the end of 2018. It's not okay to to get to that goal, you know, at the re- at the result of lacking, you know, time with your family or not taking care of yourself or doing something unethical. Like what are the non-negotiables that you have for your goals? Some things are, you know, that I've had past clients say that, you know, on their journey to getting promoted, they're not willing to work late nights or weekends or maybe, you know, just because they're trying to climb the corporate ladder, they're not going to tolerate people disrespecting them or, you know, getting stuck in a toxic work environment. Or maybe they won't tolerate themselves, you know, having excessive doubt or a lot of negative self-talk and all these things on their on their journey to success. What it, all of these things will be different for you, but the point is I want you to get clear about what are things that Are non-negotiables on your journey to success it is not okay to you know throw everything out of the window to not take care of yourself to not spend time with friends or family to not to you know to ignore things that you know are wrong that just are in your gut or you feel like yeah this just doesn't feel right to me but i want to you know get promoted so badly so i'm just going to let this happen you should think about this ahead of time. What are things that I am not willing to sacrifice on my journey to success? So, you know, I've said many times that my goal is to get to the highest Height of this corporate ladder. I'm really, tr- I'm in this, you know, for some time. I really want to see how far I can go, but I'm not willing to work 80 hours a week to get there. That's just not something I'm willing to do. I'm not willing to work for a company that doesn't value flexibility and, you know, where I have to ask for every, you know, time I want to leave the desk or, you know, if I want to go on vacation, it's like a big deal. Like there are certain things for me at this point in my career that are non negotiables. And I took the time to map that out ahead of time. So for step three, I want you to think about what are those things for you on your journey to overwhelming success. In step four, I want you to create your strategic vision statement. So this is where you declare your outcome. Having a strategic vision statement is just, it's powerful. This part of your strategy, it it helps you be more intentional. It helps you think about what you would like to happen in your career. And then once you write it down and you start to say it out loud, it just really has a profound effect on your outcome. You know, forget about how you're going to get Whatever it is that you end up saying, like, this is my vision for my career for the next 12 months, forget about the how. Forget about how it's going to get done. So what if you're going to need to, you know, if you want to make more money, maybe you're going to need to learn how to negotiate. But at this point, that's, that's not the point. At this stage in the, in, the, in the in preparing your strategy, it's not the point that you need to learn negotiation. If you're trying to, you know, switch industries and you need to get some additional credentials, it's not the point that maybe you don't have, you know, you don't know where to start. You don't know, you have any contacts in this industry. You don't know how to get a, to, to what's the like most accredited, place for you to get this certification that you need. Like all of that right now is not important. Make your strategic vision statement. So in the next 12 months, I would like to X, Y, and Z in my career. State it, make it plain. You know, this is the, the focused goal that you want all of your sub goals to be moving you toward. So if your ultimate goal is to get promoted to that next level in your career, then create your your strategic vision statement around that. And then that will help inform all of the baby steps that you make on the journey to creating that goal and to making that come to fruition. You know where it's leading to. It's not enough to just say, I wanna get promoted. But in this strategic vision statement, you're being bold and you're being specific about what the goal is. So I would like to get promoted to senior director in HR within the next 12 months at X company. Like it's specific, you know, it's bold, it's positive and it's affirming. You want your strategic vision statement to clearly give you something that you're working toward. In step five, now, now that you know, okay, so, so far, You've taken the time to think about what your goals are, what you want to accomplish. You thought about your strengths and how that all plays into things. You thought about you know, where, how things overlapped. You thought about what your non-negotiables were on your journey to overwhelming success. And now you've declared your outcome. So you have your strategic vision statement ready and you know what you're moving towards. Now it's time to take a step back. You know, before you can move forward next, in step five, take a step back and do an assessment about what the past 12 months have been like for you in your career. Think about what projects did you enjoy working on? You know, what sorts of tasks did you do really well? Where did you make the most impact Think about what you hated working on, what was really tedious and just really tough. What was what felt difficult for you? What do you never, ever, ever wanna do again? You know, what worked well for you in your career, what didn't work well, which types of people did you really get along with, and which types of people did you not? Did you feel burnt out at any point in the career? In your career, take some time to really do a thorough assessment about. What happened? You know, you want to take the lessons. You want to learn from the good, the bad, and the ugly from this past year. So, you know, a lot of times we don't take time to sit back and think about where we're coming from. We're so focused on, I got to achieve this. I got to get to the next step. I got to get this goal going. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's great. You know, I'm all about setting goals, achieving them, getting where you need to be. I'm all about it. However, if you don't take time to reflect and to look back from at where you came from, then you're going to end up making a lot of the same mistakes that you made in the past. You're going to, you know, get stagnant, you're going to lose your motivation and your focus. Like it's really and not to say that you're dwelling and you're saying, "Okay, you know, this I made this mistake and I'm such a horrible person and I'm never going to, you know, get to where I need to be." But you want to learn the lessons you want to see what did I actually do well I'm going to keep doing more of that and then you're going to say what didn't I do well I'm going to make sure that that I either get the, the coaching or the you know the learnings that I need to make to not make this mistake or I'm going to avoid situations where I'm going to have to be you know in that same position again. Part of being strategic is doing this, is taking this, you know, post-mortem, quote-unquote, about what happened. Think about what you should stop, start, and continue doing as you move forward in your career over the next year. Step six is time to think about your actions. So at this point, you know what you wanna do. You've declared it. You know you know how it aligns with your strengths. You know the things that worked and didn't work for you in the past year. You're fine-tuning things. Now make a list of all your action steps along with some due dates for you as far as you know when you're trying to achieve these goals. Make a whole list of it. Right now, it's not about being neat or clean or tidy. It's just about getting all of this out of your head. So you know what the larger goal is, right? So what's the next logical step? Start small. Sometimes the reason why it's so difficult to achieve huge goals, it's a, and, you know, it's a, it feels like it's, it's just an uphill battle and there's just so much that you need to achieve, is because you're not breaking things down into smaller baby steps. So if your larger goal is to get promoted to senior director in HR at your company, then what's the next logical step? What's the smallest baby step to get there? Do you need to go look at, you know, the job descriptions for that title for the next title up and see where you measure up versus where it is. Do you need to start speaking and, and setting up meetings with current senior directors in your company and see what was their journey? How long did it take? Do you need to look at the promotion guidelines? <laughs> like, what are the promotion guidelines at your company? There's so many steps on the journey that we just overlook and then we get kind of overwhelmed and we feel like, oh, this is never going to happen. Just take the time to list all of the baby steps, all of those. Action steps along your, your path, along the journey, and then throw some dates next to them to help hold you accountable to, to so that you can ensure that you're actually doing what it is that you need to do. Step number seven: I want you now to indicate what additional resources you'll need, you know, whether it's you need more time. You know, maybe you need to rethink the way that your your time is scheduled and the things that you have on your plate, so that you can make time to actually go go after this goal. Maybe you need more money. You know, if you need to get an additional certification, that's going to cost money. If you need to, whatever you need to do, maybe you need some more funds for that. Think about this. Do you need you know more people on your team? Do you need to expand your network? Like, what is it that you need to help you in your journey? Just be honest. Just take some time to write it down and think about okay, so with all of this that I that I have planned, with this goal that I want to achieve, these are the things that I need. And you know, be honest with yourself about what that would look like. Step eight, now, I want you to take some time to identify what barriers there are to you achieving the goals that you want to achieve. So if we take it to someone who is trying to switch industries, right? Maybe a barrier to success is that they don't have any experience in the industry they're trying to switch to. And it's important to take the time to go through what the barriers are to your success for whatever goal you have so that you can mitigate those risks. You don't want to be going after a goal and not even thinking about what are some things that you're gonna have to overcome to get there. Once you have a list of what the potential barriers could be, you can then start formulating your plan of how you're gonna overcome them. So if you don't have the necessary experience and you're trying to switch industries, perhaps you, you know, you volunteer. Perhaps you hire a coach to help you position yourself in a way that kind of overlooks the fact that you don't have, you know, the direct experience in that field. There are so many things that we can do to help us on our journeys, but we don't take the time to identify what those things even are. You don't want someone else calling out what you're quote-unquote downfall is or, you know, what are, what are your, your quote-unquote weaknesses. You don't need anyone else calling those things out for you because you should already have taken the time to identify what those barriers are yourself so that you can start working on them and start doing what you need to do to get to the right position where you need to be in your career. All right. Now that brings us to step 9. So, by this point, you should have, you know, you should be clear on what your action plan is. You know what your goal is, where you're headed. You know what the barriers to success are and you've put an action plan in place about how you're going to decrease, you know, the impact of those barriers. Now you want to make sure you actually do this. So, you want to establish an accountability process you should figure out even before you start on day one on trying to implement anything in your career strategy, you should know how am I going to stay on track? How am I going to make sure that I am accountable for these goals that I've put for myself? Am I going to hire a career coach? Am I going to You know, use one of my friends to check in with me every single week? Am I gonna join a mastermind group? You know, what am I gonna do to make sure that I am actually gonna hold myself accountable for this process? While it would be amazing for you to sit down, you know, create this strategy, January 1 hits, you start doing what you need to do, and you just stay focused and motivated all year long, and everything falls into place, and you accomplish all of your goals. Unfortunately, that's just not the way things happen. You know, life happens. We are no longer inspired. We don't feel the motivation. You know, maybe we have a setback and it throws us off our game. So having some sort of accountability process, you know, uh, an accountability group, an accountability partner, a career coach, a family member, whoever, to help you on this journey is, is key. It's key to making sure that you're actually accomplishing what you set out to accomplish. So it's really important that you do that. And once you've done that, then step 10 is to actually go out and implement your career strategy. You want at this point to bring everything together, you know, map out your plan, put time blocks on your calendar where you're going to complete each step because you've already identified what the due dates are, what the milestones are, you know, think about what it is you want to accomplish and what it is you want to achieve, and then implement it. Have it blocked out on your calendar. Make sure that whoever's going to be holding you accountable also knows when things are due so they can follow up with you and they can check in. If you need to schedule time for you to check in with your accountability partner, do that as well. You want to set yourself up for success. And as much preparation that you can do in this process as much things that you can do you know in the front end before you even start the process it's only going to be beneficial for you on this journey so i hope you found this episode useful and that you're ready to dive into creating your career strategy for 2018 Now that this episode is over, I really don't want you to lose momentum. So I've created a worksheet that will really help you map out your plan for each step in the 10-step process for creating your career strategy. And you can download this worksheet for absolutely free. So to get your copy of this worksheet, go to yourcareergirl.com and click on the big podcast banner at the top of the page. Now, if you want to make sure that 2018 is your best year yet when it comes to your career, then go to yourcareergirl.com, click on the podcast banner and download your free copy of the 2018 career strategy worksheet. Talk soon.